can expect even from the Lord. So once again, blessed New Year. Thank God that 2020 is over. It is a year that many of us would prefer to forget if it is possible. It has been rough, it has been tough, it has been unexpected, and uh, we have been challenged and uh, tested in so many different ways. And some may still be struggling, others, you know, praise the Lord for the victory. But if God has carried you through, carried us through for the past nine months with all the different situations, this new year, I believe that God will be with us and He will continue to carry us through. Yes, there will be difficulties and challenges ahead. The pandemic is not over. We pray that it will be over soon, very soon. But until then, we continue to trust the Lord and believe, believe Him even for a great year. No matter what happens around the world, no matter what happens in our nation, and uh, no matter what circumstances we face, hey, Christians are not, are not affected solely by the circumstances around them. They have a bigger God in them. They, God has a bigger purpose. God has a bigger plan for each and every one of us. And we know ultimately that God is in control. Praise the Lord for that. So, so we enter into this new year. You know, we are full of hope, full of excitement, full of anticipation of what the Lord is going to do even in this year. Nevertheless, we are prepared. We are, we are, we are, are, are prepared before the Lord, even for whatever challenges face, and we will face it together. We will not only survive, but I believe that we will thrive even in this new year. Now, our year, 2020, our theme has been on the area of encounter, encounter 2020. We started last year even with that theme, and the theme verse is taken from John 2020. All right, the, uh, the year 2020, John chapter 20, verse 20, where the Bible says, Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They had an encounter with God, and that's what brings gladness and joy into our heart. And uh, so, so uh, it has been a year of encounter. And uh, through the tough times that we have gone through, I trust that the Lord has been present in, in you and in your situation with you and taken you through even the challenges. Now, for this coming year, 2021, we jump down to the next verse, 2021, from John chapter 20, verse 21. He says here, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. So our theme is still on the area of encounter. But the emphasis is a little bit different. In chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus says something that is so striking to the disciples. And he said, peace. Peace to you. In this passage, in verse 19 and verse 21, he not only said it once, but he said it twice. Peace to you. Shalom in the Hebrew language. It is a very, very powerful word. 
It encompasses everything in life, really. When Jesus said, peace to you, he says, now you are whole, wholesome to you. You are made complete. And this area of peace is not only for, for our spirit, but it is for the whole area of our life. The physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, the material, in every way it will affect your entire life, your entire being. Because the word shalom is a very powerful one. It is not just a, a way of greeting one another in a, in a very casual manner, peace to you. And we do not mean much in that manner. But when Jesus says peace to you, it is a declaration of his peace and his wholesomeness into your life so that you are complete and totally well. Wow! These are the first words that Jesus spoke to the disciples after his resurrection. Now he has just defeated the devil. The devil is defeated. Sin has been conquered. The penalty for sin has been removed or paid and removed. And Jesus could have come to the disciples and, and, and just like many of us, if you have had a victory, a great victory already, you would come to the, to the people and share that victory. Hey, you know, this is what we need. We won. And for those egoistic people, they will, they will share more on what they have done. This is what I did and this is what we have won. But Jesus never... Say that. The first words that he said to them was peace, shalom. Because that's the most important thing that we need. That's the most important thing that the disciples need at, the time, at that time. They were behind shut doors. They were afraid. They were anxious. And Jesus did not come to brag about himself. But rather, it's upon the disciples. Peace to you. And this is the words that we can carry into the new year. Shalom, peace. No matter what we shall face this coming year, you can rest assured that the word of the Lord for 2021, for you and your family, for our nation, is shalom. Everybody type in the word shalom, S-H-A-L-O-M, or peace. Declare it to yourself right now. Peace. We will talk more about this peace in the coming days. But today being the crossover service, I'd like to focus on something else. Instead of focusing on chapter 20, verse 21, I'd like to take you into the context of this verse and perhaps some of the struggles that we face in trying to understand what is happening and applying it to us right here in the 21st century. So let me take you back to the context. The context is John chapter 20, verse 19 to verse 22. Chapter 20 verse 19 
to verse 22. Let's read it together. Right where you are, you can read out loud together with me, all right? On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors been locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Here the disciples had an encounter with Jesus. And oh, what a powerful encounter. We wish that we can have that kind of encounter with God. We wish that when we wake up, we can sense God's presence filling us in our room. We can see angels at the foot of our bed speaking to us. But many of us struggle. When we first accepted Jesus Christ, Jesus was so real to us. His presence was so real to us. But after that, in our journey as a Christian, we tend to lose that presence or do not experience that presence that much anymore. But today, I would like to share with you on one of the most important, if not the most important aspect of the Christian life, and that is the experience of God that encounter with God. Many of us struggle in this area, and we ask the questions, even after being a Christian for so many years, can we really experience God? How can we experience God? Is He real? This morning, I'd like to share on crossover encounter. This is a crossover service, a crossover encounter. There are things that we have to cross over in order to encounter God. We have to recognize, first of all, there are obstacles to the encounter. So the Bible here tells us, yes, the disciples were behind locked doors. It was a self-imposed. Locking behind lock behind, or rather, they were behind locked doors and they barricaded the, the, the doors and nobody could come in and out. They made sure that the room was securely locked. Maybe not just with one lock, but as with some of us, we have three locks to one door, five locks to one door. And yet, mysteriously, 
Jesus broke through that. And Jesus appeared before them. Jesus showed, the Bible says, Jesus stood before them. How did that happen? How did Jesus get through those doors? There's some obstacles in our mind. Many times we think that God is physical. And what limited us can also limit God. But when Jesus brought through that door, or rather went through that door and just appeared in the room, He's not in His physical body anymore. Physical bodies cannot go through the walls and through locked doors, but Jesus appeared before them. And He's not a ghost either, but rather He is in His new resurrected body. That is not limited by space and time. And then the Bible says also, He showed them His hands and His sight. And most likely they felt it. They put their hands to the wounds of Jesus. They touched Him. Now, Jesus is not a ghost. He is not a, a, a spirit solely at that time. He is in his new resurrected body. And then the Bible also says, and when they saw Jesus, they were glad. They saw him. And so the obstacle here is we are talking about all in the natural sense, in the physical And when we want to encounter God, many times we carry that into our, our expected experience with God. It's all in the natural, dealing with the natural senses. You know, he stood among them, He showed them, and they saw Him. And we expected God to appear to us in the same way. Oh, we wish that we, you know, Jesus would come to us in the same manner that he appeared to the disciples. Wouldn't life be so much easier? You would be totally convinced that Jesus is God, isn't it, if, if he were to appear to you. Uh, brothers and sisters, let's be honest. Jesus doesn't appear to us physically, even in his resurrect, resurrected body anymore. Well, he may. All right, you may hear of testimonies and all that, but those are rare. All right, where Jesus appeared to somebody. Sometimes he appeared in a dream or vision, but we are talking about the physical presence of God. We wish that he would appear physically to us. Some people pray for it, but I never pray for a physical manifestation of Jesus to me. I don't know what he would do. It may just satisfy our curiosity for a while, and after that becomes a fading memory. And perhaps the obstacles that we face, we are just like Thomas, just a few verses down, because when Jesus appeared here, the disciples were not there. But Jesus appeared again eight days later. The disciples were there and Thomas were there. Why? 
Because Thomas said, when the disciples told, told him, we have seen the Lord. Thomas says, no, no, no. Unless I see the nail prints in his hand and the wounds by his side, and unless I put my hands, I put my fingers onto those nail prints and those side wounds, I will not believe. You see, our obstacles is we live by our senses. Unless I see, unless I feel. Is that how God manifests His presence to us? Through our sight and through our senses? Jesus later on says in verse, is it verse 27 or 29, He says, Thomas, because you have seen, you believe. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That's where faith comes in. And the culmination of what John is trying to tell us is that of faith, believing in God, even though we do not see Him. We have to overcome that encounter obstacles that rely on just what we see and what we feel. We have to cross over in the area of the dimensions. And there are several dimensions that we are talking about here. The Bible tells us here in 1 Thessalonians, what does it say? 1 Thessalonians. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we see the three parts, the three dimensions of man. And actually, we live in a three-dimensional world as well. But here we have the three dimensions of man. Spirit, soul, and body. Now, I'm not going to go into a deep teaching of spirit, soul, and body or whether we have three parts or two parts. There are people who say we have only two parts, that is body and spirit slash soul. The soul and spirit sometimes are mentioned, all right, uh, synonymously even. We are not going to talk about the two parts or three parts, but we believe, all right, uh, uh, I believe with my, with, with my heart that the Bible teaches the three dimensions of man, spirit, soul, and body. There is a three dimensions of you. There is the body, the physical part. The physical part. And most of us, you know, are aware of just this physical part that is made up of the five physical senses. The sight, the smell, the taste, the hearing, and the touch. The five physical senses. And we rely on these five physical senses and live mostly in this dimension. And what I have just mentioned about Thomas and the disciples, they were still operating at that time in this physical dimension. But Jesus had come in a different dimension already. They did not realize it. That's why they were surprised, they were shocked, and they needed proof for it. Then there is the soulish part of us. The soul refers to the emotion 
refers to the will, refers to our feeling, refers, refers to our mind, our thinking, our reasoning, our, uh, our analysis of things and events, our interpretation. It has to do with the mind, the soul part. And many of us develop our soulish part in different ways. And this is good. But then there is also, we are not just a body, we are not just a soul, but we are also spirit. We are also spirit. We have, no, no, at the, at the innermost core of us is the spirit part. The body is what you see. The soul, of course, is hidden inside. But the spirit is at the innermost part of us. And this is the most neglected part. Many times even by Christians. Of course, the non-Christians, you will consider uh, those, who, those, those who do not have the touch of God in their lives. The Bible likens as that of, 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 of being dead. Not dead as if it is not existent, but rather it is not responding to God. But we are spirit, actually. The Bible says God created man. God breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. But until then, the physical body has no life at all until God breathed his spirit into us and we become a living soul. So we live in a body, we have a soul, but we are spirit. That's the real you. The body, people, can destroy. Death will come, but the spirit is immortal. It lives forever. Where it goes after death is the critical thing. And that's why Jesus Christ came, that we may have life with him forevermore. So there is a three dimensions of us. And recognizing the three dimensions, we are ready to encounter the Spirit. To encounter the Spirit. The Bible says in verse 22, when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. You see that next act of God is on the spiritual side. All along, they were just touching here, touching there, feeling and all that. They were, they were excited. But Jesus says, there is a critical thing. You don't have life in you. You don't have that encounter with me until and unless I touch your spirit. I touch your spirit. It is that part which God wants to touch in each and every one of us. So the Bible says, a reflection of that time in Genesis when God breathed into the nostrils of Adam and he became a living soul. Jesus breathed into them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. From then on, I believe there is a divine connection with God. And that's a very important connection that many of us miss out. Now, we may well ask, okay, the Spirit is the innermost part of us, but where is the Spirit? We don't know. It is hidden. It is invisible. I have a pastor friend. He's a joker every time. So I says, where is your Spirit? He says, right here. He has a big belly. 
He says right here. I say, what, what, what theology is that? Because the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hmm. There's a misquoting of the scripture. Out of your innermost being, that innermost being, that spirit of yours, when God has touched your spirit, out of your belly, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But that is the innermost part of us, the, the most sacred part of us. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 22, the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, Paul greeted uh, Timothy with these words, the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. The Lord Jesus be with your spirit. And I take that literally. God, the Lord Jesus is with my spirit. He is connected. He is joined with my spirit. Not to say that the flesh and the soul are important. These are important. You cannot separate them. Spirit, soul, and body, all these are integral. They are vessels. They are instruments unto God. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? So the Spirit is in us. And where, does, where is the Holy Spirit? He's not in the physical. He's not in the soul, but He is in our spirit. He was in our spirit. Today's Bible reading, in our topical Bible study, our reading is, one of the verses is Job 33 verse 4. The Spirit of God has made me as the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Recognizing the Spirit of God, He is the one that gives us life. If our spirit is dead, we are dead really. Even though we may have a trove of activities, trove of activities, but it is the Spirit of God that gives life. Where am I leading you into? To show that the Holy Spirit touches the spirit of man. The spirit of man. That's the area that God works with. That's the area that we can have fellowship with God. That's the area that we can connect with God. That's the area that we can encounter God and experience Him in His fullness. It is in the, in, in the realm of our spirit that the, that the Holy Spirit has taken residency. When the Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, yes, we, we take that as the physical body, the, the temple of God, this physical body, but it's more than just that. Where in the temple does He dwell? If you take the analogy of the, of the Old Testament, there is a holy place, there is a holy of holies. Where is the holy of holies? Where the presence of God dwells. It is in our spirit. And He continues to commune with us, relate to us in our spirit. So if it is in the area of spirit, how do you train your spirit? That's very important for us. Many of us neglected our spirit. We take care of the physical. We have plenty of physical food, delicious food. We keep on feeding the, 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 the physical. 
We have the soul. We read good books. We, you know, and uh, 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 we, we train our mind in analytic uh, thinking and, and so on and so forth. But what about the spirit? How do you train that spirit? Jesus says, God is spirit. That in itself is clear enough. You want to communicate, you want to connect, you want to encounter God. It's in the spiritual realm. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in what? Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. So just, just as physical exercise is important, spiritual exercise is also very important. So how do you have physical, have spiritual exercise? First of all, pray. It's as simple as just praying. And we are not talking about writing out long prayers and then reading it out to God. We are not talking about mountaintop prayer, so to speak, that is so lofty and high that many cannot even reach. Yes, we need to give much thought even to our prayer, how we come before God. But when the Bible talks about prayer, look at what Romans chapter 10 verse 12 says. For the same Lord over all is Lord to all who call upon Him. Hey, that's what, that's what prayer is. Call upon Him. And I have this assurance when my spirit reaches out and call upon the Lord, His presence will be there. The same Lord overall. Whether you're a pastor, whether you're an engineer, a doctor, whether you're a factory worker, overall, anybody can just come before God and if you would just call on Him, you can experience God and your spirit reaches out to Him. It can be, as, when the Bible says those who call upon Him, it can be as simple as just reaching out in the depths of your spirit and, and in a moment of desperation or crisis or just simple, simple uh, dwelling in His presence, staring in His presence. It may be just simply crying out, Jesus! Or in a moment of meditation, Jesus, what a beautiful name. Or you may just shout, Amen, Hallelujah. And I believe that God will manifest Himself. So I pray that we as a church will devote ourselves to prayer. Otherwise, we can talk about encounter and never enter into His presence. That's why this coming week, we are having that consecration prayer. We have a man of God, Pastor Julius Subi, who, 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 who have learned to enter into the presence of God through prayer in the realm of the Spirit, to release our spirit unto the Lord. Come, join us even for this consecration prayer and it will lead us into the year when we learn how to exercise 
our spirit through prayer. Second way is through the Word of God. Bible says, for the Word of God is what? Living and powerful and sharper than any two-aged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. I told you, some people, I mean, we recognize that sometimes it's very hard to divide, to divide the soul and spirit, but the Word of God is able to do that. Joints and marrows, discerner of the thoughts, intents of the heart, everything. The Word of God is powerful. You want to experience the power and the presence of God? It is the Word of the Lord that is most vital for each and every one of us. The Bible says that in the beginning, it was the Holy Spirit who hovers over the waters of the earth. And I tell you, when you hold up the Bible, when you open the pages of the Bible, the Holy Spirit hovers over His Word to bring it to pass, to honor His Word. Every time you open the pages of the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is ready to release the power of His Word and His presence to us. You need the Word of the Lord. It's as simple as that. All right, we need a, the word of the Lord daily. And that's why for this year, we had this topical Bible reading plan. There are f we are not going to read through the Bible four chapters a day from Genesis to, to, to Revelation or chronologically as we have done for last year. But this year is a different way. It's topical. There are 54 topics Topics that relate to our Christian life and our encounter with God. I would encourage you to read it. It's available online for each and every one of you. You can download it and I will encourage you to print it out so that it's easier to follow you know, the printed page and also read the Bible. But when you read through it, there are very few verses, or, or rather it's, these are short, short verses. Some of the past, there may be three passages, but these may be just two or three uh, uh, verses each. So it's not like reading through the, through the Bible. But each time you read one passage of Scripture, linger on it. Let it come alive in your heart. Think about it. Meditate upon it. And release your spirit. Soak your spirit in the Word of the Lord. Don't just quickly just turn the pages. Okay, I've read it. I've read it. I'm done. No. And ask questions of the passage. Lord, what are you telling me? Wait upon the Holy Spirit. He will reveal truth to you. There are hundreds and more than a thousand verses there. And each of these will speak to your heart in different ways. Every day for the past three days, I've been reading it and I've been meditating on a certain passage. There are three or four passages, you know, that will touch you, but I, I, I focus on, uh, I, I think and linger on it and also focus on one. You can also, you can also do what we call pray reading. You read one passage, and after that, you pray over that reading. For example, in Job chapter 33, verse 4, that we have just quoted, the Spirit of the Lord has formed me, and it is the breath of the Almighty that gives me life. I can pray, read that. I, I can pray, read and say, thank you, dear Lord, that it is your Spirit who has formed me. 
And thank you, dear Lord, I'm alive. You have formed me for a purpose. You have formed me and I'm precious in your sight. And Lord, you are my creator. I worship you. It is a... And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. You can pray, read that. Thank you, dear Lord. Your Holy Spirit gives me life. Your breath gives me life. I breathe because of you. And you can go on and on. Pray, read it. So it's very powerful. Get a copy, read it. This topical Bible reading plan. It will, it will bless your life. Instructions are there on how you can get the most out of this topical Bible reading plan. You can download it, send it to your friends. It's free of charge. So the Word of God. And thirdly, praise and thanksgiving. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His cause with praise. Give thanks to the Lord, bless His holy name. Oh, that's, where, that's how you connect with God. Through even our spirit, when our spirit is touched, and give Him praise and thanksgiving. The spirit of praise and thanksgiving for God dwells in the praises of His people. All these things are good. But brothers and sisters, it's not limited to just prayer, to just the Word of God and praise and thanksgiving. Because God wants us to experience Him actually day by day. If you limit your time to just that, that devotion that you do, and I urge you to do it. Set a time, set a place. Maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, whatever. And that's the first thing you want to do. But if our experience with God is limited to only that spiritual devotion, then we miss out. Because what is 15 minutes? What is 30 minutes out of 24 hours? Or out of 12 hours or 8 hours that you're working? God wants to minister to your spirit, to strengthen your spirit in the working place, in the marketplace, in the school, on the streets. You can experience the presence of God. Our God wants to communicate and wants to connect with us. Let's open up our spirit. And I believe that in the days to come, you will learn to enter into the realm of the spiritual and not just depend on the physical when we talk about experiencing God. He's here for you. He's here with us by His Holy Spirit. And He has given Himself for us. And so, brothers and sisters, crossover encounter. I pray that your body will be healthy. I pray that your soul will be sharp and your spirit will be strong for this year, 2021. When Jesus says peace, He covers everything. Peace to your body, to your soul, and to your spirit. And you will prosper in all of these three areas. But there is another area that we can encounter God. And that is at the table of the Lord. In communion, we can encounter God. And this is what we are going to do in just a few moments as we come into the holy presence of God. Jesus appeared to the disciples. Bible says, He showed them His hands. They felt the nail prints in His hand. 
the hands pierced by nails on the cross just three days ago. He lifted up his robe. They saw the wound by his side. They felt it with it, their hands. Just three days, just three days ago, he was hanging on the cross. Why? For the forgiveness of our sins, so that we may have the life of God, so that we may know and experience the love and the forgiveness of God. Those nail prints on His hand. And the wounds by his side, those marks on his body, speak to us of forgiveness. We are forgiven of all our sins. It's as real as that. When Jesus stood before the disciples, and not only that, why did Jesus show them his hands? It is to show them that this is the same person who was hanging on the cross three days ago, considered defeated by the devil. People laugh at him. If you are the son of God, come down. People mock him. He was defeated at the cross, so they think. But when Jesus showed them his hands and his side, he says, I am the same Jesus who was hanging on the cross. And I conquered death. I conquered death. I am victorious. This is my victory. Jesus, I've gone through the worst in life. The worst that the enemy can throw at him. And he won. No matter what you are going through, you may be in the worst of times right now. But when you partake of the Lord's Supper, remember Jesus has won the victory. Nothing, nothing can defeat the saint of God, a child of God. Nothing can separate us. For we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And thirdly, when Jesus took the bread and the cup, when Jesus offered it, before his death, the bread and the cup. He's using the most basic elements, the bread and wine. And he transforms it into something meaningful. Brothers and sisters, what we are holding are just the ordinary things in life. But in the hands of God, it takes on an entirely new meaning. The bread becomes his body. The cup becomes His blood. God can transform the ordinary things in life and give you His presence. And so when we partake of this bread and cup, these are the basic things in life that when you partake it by faith, Jesus Christ is present with us. By faith, Jesus Christ is present with us in these elements. And we are going to do that in just a few moments. When you partake of these elements, 
These are not. These are ordinary bread and uh, or biscuit or whatever that you have prepared. But when you partake it by faith, His presence is there with you. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you. We just want to thank you, dear Lord, for your word. Thank you, dear Lord, for what you have done for us on the cross. Thank you, dear Lord, for giving your son Jesus Christ to die for us. To take away our sins, to forgive us, dear Lord. And so that we may experience the victory of the cross in every areas of our life. Sinners are removed in the name of Jesus. Sins are forgiven and we have a hope and future in you. And now, dear Lord, through these elements, as you take the ordinary things in life and make it real to us and make your presence, dear Lord, manifested in us. Father, as we partake by faith, dear Lord, let the presence of God fill every spirit, every heart in the name of Jesus Christ. That as we enter into this new year, dear Lord, we know that your presence is with us. Bless, dear Lord, the elements as we partake of it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And now I would like to invite you to take the elements and the bread. Jesus said, this bread is my body, which is for you. Take it, eat it, in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread together. He gave them the cup and he said, this cup is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Praise God for this hope. Let's partake of it together. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Lord. And now let me pray for you for this new year. I'm going to pray that the Lord will bless you in your body, soul, and spirit. And you will grow strong in your spirit, prepared to encounter and experience God. And the peace of God will overflow you. Let's receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just want to thank you that through the finished work of Calvary, you have brought us unto yourself. We have peace with you, dear Lord. And now I pray, dear Father, that we will continue to grow in you, dear Lord, and in our experience and in our walk with you. I speak the peace of God to be upon each and every person right now. Shalom. That they will be whole. That they will be well in every areas of your life. Spirit, soul, and body. You are blessed and you will prosper them, dear Lord. 
Nothing, nothing, dear Lord, can defeat us because you are with us, strengthening us, dear Lord. You are with us in your holy presence and the shalom of God is with us. So, Father, bless your people, I pray, and reach them in all these areas that this year, 2021, dear Lord, we will experience you in your fullness, dear Lord, in every areas of our life. We will be blessed with the shalom of God. We thank you. We give you the praise.